you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I am James Coe. Uh, are we live? Are we, are we doing this thing actually we, live? We live. shall be shortly, so it, hopefully it's, you're tuning in on It has gone out. It we has can, gone uh, out. I have, I have just retweeted. So, yeah, everybody be sure to retweet it. This is kind wow. of meta. Although it's weird. For those watching yes. on Periscope, I'm just a disembodied voice. True, <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> they get to see the three of you, but I'm like, uh, I, I'm like Oz the Great and Powerful you're, behind you're, the glass. You are essentially... God. Okay. Oh, wow. Right wow. Down. All right. Oh, I've already offended uh, <coughs> our periscope. Off. As you can, as you can tell, we uh, we obviously got dressed up for the occasion. As the <laughs> podcast is now uh, is actually streaming live on Periscope. Man, Woo! this is exciting. The NFL Fantasy Live podcast live. live. All right, uh, actually wow. live. <laughs> we go around the horn. Uh, the Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alice Gellhart. What's up? I'm excited to be doing this. This is this is wild. Hopefully, this doesn't get us all fired. But uh, probably. I think what what is the probability chance that? That we will be fired. Uh, Why well, have to look at the numbers? I've already looked at the numbers. Oh, you have. There is approximately a eighty-three percent chance. Eighty-three percent chance. You're right. All right, there we go. Perfect. I thought you were going to say a sixty-nine percent chance. Uh, we've ridiculous. got MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's up? Well, I'd had uh, like a slight bit of happiness in my life this morning, so I had some cheeses to try to tamp that down a little. bit. <laughs> Well, there can't, goes there goes a sponsor. Can't be can't be too can't be too happy. No, We're, you know. Okay, I, I feel as if we should take that conversation offline. Uh, we've got <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend from West Virginia. That's not true. Wide receiver prognosticator, beard oil magician. That part's true. Matt Harmon, what's up? Uh, I'm doing good, James. Uh, it's good to be here. Okay, uh, we've got a big time show in front of us here today. We're going to talk about deep sleepers for those of you who need them. 
Talk about, uh, well, Franchise is going to be joining the program. We're doing, you know what? Is it coincidence that we're doing this live and, of course, Franchise is not here? No, does, bo- boxed out, Chise. He can't be a part of anything <laughs> important like this. Does, thing. He, does he even know we're, we're doing the Periscope? <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay. Oh, he does? If, oh. if not, it's going to be a rude awakening when he's oh. on Twitter later and okay. sees it. The good news for uh, for all our viewers here is that yes. you get to see our reactions live. That's true. To the Franchise Fiery Phoner. Ooh, that's true as well. Uh, we will get Franchise's Fiery Phoner today. We're going to give you some off-the-radar playoff heroes. We talk about guys like Kirk Cousins who came through big in the playoff schedule uh, down the stretch last year. We talk about guys like Rashad Jennings who was huge down the stretch from the running back position uh, in the playoffs. So we'll give you some off-the-radar playoff heroes that could come through for your fantasy team this year. And, of course, we'll get to EDG every damn game uh, right here on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. But, as always, we start with our top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, we shall start in Hotlanta in the ATL. Julio Jones turf toe mispractice Wednesday and Thursday. What was his status for Friday? I know he's going to be a game time decision, but did he actually get a limited practice in today? Uh, that's a good question. I did I not see. We shall find out. The coaching staff says they're hopeful for Sunday versus L.A., but, uh, again, I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it's – I just don't know what to make of turf toe. Uh, the coaching staff said it's not going to be a long-term problem, but – and, again, they're optimistic that he will play. And, obviously, if he does – if he's active, he's playing for your fantasy team. It's a terrific matchup against L.A. Uh, Mosinu, groin, doubtful for this game. Uh, I believe he's out. He's out. Yeah, now. I think he. Yeah, he actually was out. officially ruled out. There you go. Uh, so I'll ask you this: uh, They've got a motley crew of uh, wide receivers behind Muhammad Sanu, Peter Gabriel, Aldrick Robinson, <laughs> Taylor Gabriel for the people watching. I want to look right into your eyes and tell you that it's oh, Peter Gabriel. Beautiful. Uh, uh, Justin Hardy's there as well. I'll also ask about little Austin Hooper from the tight end position, uh, and I'll ask you about this: uh, Are you okay rolling with Matt Ryan? Let's start there. Uh, um, sounded confident. So well, here's far. the thing. The, the thing about it this week is that there are no quarterbacks with just lights out matchups. Um, you know, like all your all your top level fantasy quarterbacks all have really questionable matchups. I mean, you're talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers against Versus Seattle. Seattle. You got mm-hmm. Tom Brady against Baltimore. I mean, they're just a, even Matt Ryan against the Rams isn't necessarily a lights out matchup so I think you're in a situation for me when I look at that and I don't see any just obvious ways to go okay I'm gonna pick the guys that I think are the best players so if Matt Ryan is the best quarterback on your roster okay then that's the guy I'm going with this week Matt Harmon yeah they've only the Rams have only allowed 14 and 13 points to their last two opposing offenses that have played them at home in the college. In terms of opposing quarterbacks? No, no, no. Just up the, oh, oh, like total the opposing points. team. Oh, got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So their defense certainly plays a little bit better when they're here in Los Angeles ah. in the Coliseum. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't feel great about playing Matt Ryan without Julio Jones and then Mohamed Sanu. I think this could be a big game from the running back. So I think if they're going to move the ball – it's going to be that way. The Rams' run defense has really played poorly the Just last month. They've averaged over four. Our running backs have averaged over five yards carry against them. So closing in on six yards a carry uh, in that game. Uh, and also, Julio Jones did not practice Friday. Ooh. Yeah, D. Orlando Ledbetter of uh, Good Follow. Yeah, he he. The Atlanta Journal Constitution tweeted that That's he right. does not anticipate Jones is going to play. Whoa. So I mean, that's just a beat writer guess, but. 
But he so covers he, his team very closely. He's, he's a good very follow. Very close to the team, yeah. Yeah, he's a good so follow on Twitter as well. Um, man, he didn't practice Friday, huh? It's dicey. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be one you have to watch super closely because oh. it's, it's Julio. I would. Yeah. Re- I mean, I think what would brutal. Be, what would also be best if you are a fantasy manager is if okay. they just flat out said he's not playing. Sure. Because nothing's gonna be worse than that pregame tilt on Sunday of <laughs> Julio's playing, but he might be a decoy. You know what's? Uh, you know what's a good move right now is to move him. If you have Julio Jones, move him into the flex. Oh yep. yeah. Yep. Do Absolutely. it right now. If you're listening to me, move Julio Jones into the flex because that way it gives you a little bit more roster flexibility. Flexibility. That's why they have flex spot for flexibility. Whoa. Yeah. Do, you think, oh, do, you, do yeah. you think people know that that's why it's named that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's why it's good named qu- that, actually. Good Dropping question. Knowledge. <laughs> um, of that wide receiver group, is there anybody there that you like as a sleeper? I, I think Peter Gabriel, Peter Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, buddy. Because, and not that he's going to You're telling me he's going to drop a sledgehammer on the Well, <laughs> it's absolutely Boom. possible. Uh, he, my God. That is a great, sledgehammer is a great <laughs> it's song, great, though. It's a great video it, also. It's a yeah, great it's video. It's fun. It's a, okay. it's a good one. It's yes. one that you're, you know, you're, you're cooking at home and you start moving a little bit, too. Okay. I've done that, like, okay. three times in my life. Oh, wow. So, okay. you know, that's just who I am. Anyways, uh... Taylor Gabriel, I think it's a really good example. Just last night, Tyreek Hill dropped a hammer mm-hmm. there with two total touchdowns, and I think you could see a situation like that with Taylor Gabriel that you just don't want to leave a potential 30-point fantasy game or something crazy like that on okay. your bench. With with Jones out, the ball's going to have to go somewhere, and I think Gabriel's the logical assumption. Can I also say this, though? L.A.'s been prone to giving up big plays uh, over the top. I think Aldrick Robinson there mm-hmm. in Atlanta is a guy that, can be in this team uh, and and really force the issue down the field. So, but again, his hands are a little bit questionable, but that's okay. Uh, again, Atlanta's done. A, you know what? You know what's funny is that Taylor Gabriel actually had really questionable hands uh, before he got to Atlanta as well. And I don't know, maybe it's something about Matt Ryan throwing that ball that they feel more comfortable catching it. But I don't know, whatever. I think yeah. Aldrick Robinson, Peter Gabriel, uh, both interesting sleepers uh, in Atlanta. We'll move on. Philadelphia. Ryan Matthews practiced, upgraded to probable. He's got that knee issue that MCL reportedly uh, feeling a heck of a lot better. Apparently, Jordan Matthews also a full participant in practice Thursday. He's going to be good to go as well. Eagles at home versus Washington. I'll ask you guys about Ryan Matthews. You're comfortable playing him? Nah. No. I know Marcus Grant's the truther, so he might change the I'm, menu. But I, I'm playing him. I just like, uh, I mean, if, I ha- if I'm if i short on running backs, I will. But like, if it's if I'm breaking the tie in the flex between Ryan Matthews and okay. like a, a mid-tier wide receiver, like a Dontrell Inman or somebody, I'd much rather go with the wide receiver than Matthews. Just because Matthews has got, hey, you know, that he had that run where he was getting the touchdowns, but... My word, his floor is just terrifying right now. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I I do agree that the floor is certainly terrifying, but I feel like he has done a fairly good job of avoiding that floor. The other part about Ryan Matthews is that, yes, he's not always on the field, but when he's on the field, he's getting the ball. There's no, there's no decoy deals with Ryan Matthews. Like, if you see number 24 in the backfield... It's true. There's a 95% chance that the football is going to be in his hands there. So, you know, the fact that, that he... Gets touches, you know, requisite to his his time on the field, and the fact that he gets those goal line touches more than anything uh, is really a big deal. So yeah, he maybe only gets you forty yards, but if he gets in the end zone once, certainly if he gets in the end zone twice, then it's a good day. And you're, and you're talking about him as a flex guy. I mean, he's not he's not an RB, certainly not an RB one. He's not an RB two. He's he's a flex guy. Can I just say this? I'm extremely worried about Jordan Matthews. If, oh yeah. If Josh Norman is roaming around trying to blanket, him, oh do not want. Uh, and, and and do not want. And you know, John, who is Josh Norman? going to cover if it's not Jordan Matthews. See, I, I 
kind of completely disagree. Okay, Jordan, hit me. If Jordan Matthews is going to play, I actually think he's in a really good spot. Why is that? One, because he plays from the slot most okay. of the time. Josh Norman has rarely traveled into the slot. He didn't cover Stefan Diggs when he went in there. You know, there's been several other – even when Odell would take slot reps, he would just stay on the outside. That's just typically not something – I believe he's played under 8% of his snaps in the slot this year, that being Josh Norman. So okay. Matthews is going to run a lot of his routes away from Norman. And the Eagles are flinging the ball around right now. They threw yeah, they 60, 60 times. passes last <laughs> week. And, you know, that's not a good thing. They probably will not throw 60 again. But their defense has taken such a huge step back that I think Matthews actually could – like the ball is going to go somewhere. They have to throw the ball, and I think he's their best player for sure. What are you talking about, bro? Jordan – or uh, not Jordan Matthews. Uh, Zach Ertz, 15 Dude. targets, bro. Yeah, Zach Ertz is bad. There's but. no potentially no DGB this week, which which could mean Again, some more yeah. targets in the direction of Nelson Agotlor. Oh, you mean Bryce Trudge? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, let's go. Same game. Jordan Reed back practicing. Uh, he had that AC joint separation, grade three. Sounds pretty confident that he's going to go. He told reporters that his, uh, quote, full range of motion is back. Uh, quite honestly, he's probably lying, but that's okay. Uh, he, if what, he's a play- player lying about his injury, get out of here. <laughs> nah. There's no in a grade three separation of his shoulder. There's no way in in a week and a half he has a full range of motion back uh, in that shoulder. That's nano okay. bubbles, bro. No, I don't want to hear about <laughs> no nano bubbles. Uh, but again, if he's playing, I, I think you almost have to play him against Philadelphia. Even though Philadelphia, if you look at their FPA, they've been terrific against tight ends. What say you guys? I'm going down with the ship. Jordan Reed yeah, plays, man. you know, dance with the girl that brought you, whatever yeah. cliche you want to use. His, his upside is crazy. I think as you put in news and notes today, James, which you guys can read, uh, NFL.com slash news ampersand notes. notes. Ah. Uh, or you could just go to co. Or co. Or That's slash co. Right. But I wanted to get his, his specific vanity URL. Anyways. I just was happy that you used the word ampersand. Ampersand, ampersand yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more you know. Anyways, uh, he came <laughs> back in that game that he got injured and still played. So if he yeah. can tolerate the pain, enough, the pain enough to suit up, I'm playing him. All right. There um, yeah, I, I, I fully agree with that. The other thing I would say about it, I think for Jordan Reed, I think there are a couple guys. Jordan Reed, uh, Delaney Walker's one, where they are a tight end kind of in name only. Right. But the way they're used, the way they line up around the field, they are more like, wide receivers. Okay. Uh, in New Orleans, Mark Ingram dealing with tur- a turf toe injury as well as a knee injury. He practiced Wednesday but then was downgraded to out of practice on Thursday. His status extremely unclear for Sunday on the road versus Tampa Bay. Tim Hightower if you need him, huh? Yep. Sure. This is 2015 all over again. <laughs> Down the stretch, Tim Hightower. Tim Hightower, here we go. I don't know. Yeah, no, I like I like the uh, – I, I mean, it's a volume proposition with Tim Hightower again, just like it was last year. And I, I think it's certainly good to throw him out there. You know, he caught – I think he had nine targets or had caught nine passes in a couple of games ago. So, I mean, this is absolutely a situation where if he's starting, you're going to be playing him. Although, one caveat, I yes. think the Bucks' defense has really improved. Okay. Especially in their pass rush. I wrote about that in the next-gen The last four column. weeks, they've been a lot better. A- absolutely. They have, I think, 12 sacks the last few weeks, whereas they had 17, I think, from weeks one to ten – or one to nine. So, yeah, it's, it's – it's a situation where the defense has definitely improved. We'll stay with the Saints. Michael Thomas, the wide receiver there, also did not practice Thursday with a foot injury. Uh, can I throw this out to the group? If Mark Ingram is out, we know that Josh Hill is already out as well. Michael Thomas, if he is hurt, all of a sudden, the one of the fears about playing guys like Brandon Cooks, Willie Sneed, Kobe Fleener was ball distribution. Did, Drew Brees does a, such a terrific job spreading the wealth, but all of a sudden, I kind of feel as if now the passing game might be 
a lot more concentrated, especially if we're talking about guys like Josh Hill being gone, Michael Thomas uh, potentially being out. Even if he does play, he might be there in a limited capacity. But gosh, all of a sudden, I feel like the offense gets a whole heck of a lot more concentrated. Are you guys more confident playing guys like Brandon Cooks, Willie Sneed? You've just made this the Brandon Coleman game. Oh, I, I was going to say no. the exact that's, same that's, thing. That's what you just did. Thanks. No. Everybody can blame James. Tweet at James D. Coe when Brandon Coleman catches two touchdowns. Well, I, didn't even, I didn't even think about that. This is going to be the Brandon Coleman game. Yep, it certainly could be. Just, just to be clear, though, uh, oh, no. Michael Thomas did get back to practice okay. uh, today, and so did Mark Ingram as well. Yep, okay. there you go. So yeah. that could ruin any discussions of hope for concentration. <sighs> All right, we'll go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, O.C., the offensive coordinator there, Todd Munkin, told reporters Wednesday that Jacquiz Rogers could see a, quote, expanded role Sunday. Doug Martin suffered some mysterious back injury in week 13. A bit, apparently he's fine. Reportedly he's fine. Production-wise, Martin over his 105 carries this season, averaging 2.98 yards per carry. That's bad. That is bad. Jacquiz Rogers, 95 carries, averaging 4.4 yards per carry. Level of concern if you're a Doug Martin manager. I am freaked out. <laughs> yep, exactly. I am freaked out. Like I, I want no parts of Doug Martin. Like, I don't think I have him on. But any you kind of have to, though. Do you? You, you got to roll him out there. Do you? There's also well, the, there's also you? the specter of Charles Sims too. Who could be right. Who might be returning well. to Charles Sims? Jacquez Rogers is there. You know, Peyton Barber is going to sneak in there somehow and maybe get a oh, carry somewhere. Like this. Don't is, you dare with Peyton Barber. This is turning into New York Giants South. That's oh, what no. this is. Mm. Not to mention, the Saints have allowed only 250 rushing yards uh, over the last four weeks and only one rushing touchdown. That was after they just got gashed in the early parts of the season. And I think we've talked about this a couple of podcasts mm. here, that this defense is another one, just like the Bucks, that has improved. Shel- I think Sheldon this- Rankins coming back really helped their run defense. He's huge, for sure. And Cameron Jordan has really stepped up to become yeah. like a lights-out stud like he's been in previous years. And I, I think that this game, you know, we're talking about a lot of offensive players in this game, and, and this goes right to the running game for sure. I think this could be kind of a trap game where people think Drew Brees is going to get right, this Bucks offense is going to roll, but I think it could be much lower scoring than people think. Well, everyone thought the Detroit-New Orleans game was just going to be a fantasy bonanza. Obviously, it was not. But I will say this, this is supposed to be uh, anticipated to be one of the highest scoring games of the weekend, and I don't really see any reason why it shouldn't be. Now, I know I, we got burned by New Orleans-Detroit, but, I mean, Tampa Bay has been improved, New Orleans has been improved defensively, but still, overall, both these defenses can be had. I, I, I do think that Drew Brees, again, having a nightmare Week 13, I really got to think that he's going to be on track, on point in Week 14. I think he's going to move the ball. Uh, Maybe. Um, no, I mean, because I get, I mean, because everybody right. says that, right? But I, yes. I don't know. I have this gut feeling that this is going to be, you know, a seventeen fourteen yeah. sort of thing. I mean, it's Drew. Yes, it is Drew Brees, but it's Drew Brees on the road, and we know. Look at home. Okay, he is Breezes. Yes, he is on the road. He is Drutus. Like it is not. It is not really <laughs> the same. It. It is not the same thing. So nailed it. You got that. So I, I could see. I could honestly see Drew Brees going out throwing a couple of picks. We know Jameis Winston likes to be aggressive, which certainly leads to him throwing interceptions in this one. Um, neither team has a lights out running game. They they can run well enough, but not great. Sure. Right. Um, this could very easily. 
be a fantasy disappointment game. I think, except for Mike Evans. Mike Evans is going to ball. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think I completely agree with you on that. All right, let's talk about some wide receivers very quickly. Sammy Watkins still on track to play with that foot. Robert Woods also practiced this week. He looks like he's going to be good to go. It's the first time that Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins have played on the football field since week two together. All right, Marvin Jones, quad, got in limited practice this week. He's going to be questionable going into Sunday's matchup, but uh, all signs point to him playing against the Bears. All right, let's get to deep sleepers, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Matt Harmon, give me a deep sleeper, please. Oh, I'm, I'm kicking off here. Yeah, please. All right, well, this one... This is pretty deep, so uh, if you're ready for it. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, buddy. I actually, I actually was going to roll with that one yeah. until I looked in the rundown and I saw you had put it in there. Ah, yeah. well, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I got Good in there. Move. And, I mean, I, I can see why you'd want to do it because it's against your San Francisco 49ers who uh, have allowed a league-high 20 touchdowns to wide receivers this year. Bryce Petty is going to start this game. and that, Oh, you could have stopped your analysis at 49ers. I, I could have. But I'm going to go another step further. Bryce Petty's going to start this game after playing in relief duty against the Colts on Monday night. Bryce Petty, he just threw to Robbie Anderson right away. Maybe a little bit of that second-team connection. Sure. Anderson had a whopping 66.2% share of Petty's intended air yards against the Colts. And the only player who's even close to that 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 saw the amount of volume uh, that he did was Ladarius Green in Pittsburgh. So, again, downfield threat for them. He he ran a 4-3-6 40-yard dash coming out of Temple. I think this is a game that – I mean, it's a a huge boom or bust play, but he's someone that I can definitely see getting off against the secondary. Tall, skinny guy, 6-3. Yeah. 190 pounds, but he man, that speed is legit. Four three four forty. Come on now. Yeah, you know, I knew, I knew you'd be into yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I know my audience here. I don't know about that audience, <laughs> but I know about this audience. You're all gonna be into that. Come on now, uh, Gelhar. Give me a guy, man. All right, I'm audibling. Okay, with the news that uh, Ingram and uh, Thomas practiced today. I was okay. gonna throw some Traveris Cadet at you, but get Ooh, that out of my life. Okay. Instead, we're going really deep. Hit me. We're going with a guy who's had six combined targets over the last three games. Over the last three games. We're going with Austin <laughs> Hooper. Woo! If everybody's injured yes, in, uh, in I Atlanta, love it. Austin Hooper, let's go. Why not? They're hey. playing the Rams. Somebody's got to catch passes. Throw them to your big, tall, fast, tight end. I like it. I'm on board. Could I'm be a 100% game. on it's board. It's been a little while since we've seen one of those tricky Kyle Shanahan plays where a tight end just leaks out and is wide yeah, open. Man. What the heck? It's going to be Austin Hooper this week. There you go. Look, I, I, That's I, my I like hashtag now. I, like I was on record like the preseason it. saying that if this were if there were ever a year where rookie tight ends did something, it was this year. And we've seen Hunter, Hunter Henry, Henry yep. pop off. So like uh, Austin Hooper getting on the board, I'm all for. Hey, it. listen, he caught a touchdown. He did. He it's, has, not, it's not like he's not been utilizing the offense. It, it happened. It happened. <laughs> I looked. At, I just looked it, at the numbers. It is. Oh, I ju- I'm looking at the numbers. It happened. He's wow, look, look at that. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you a deep sleeper as I'll well. Spoiler alert. How about Russell Shepard? No Cecil Shorts there in Tampa Bay. Adam Humphreys still working back from a concussion, although everything sounds like he will be uh, going for Tampa Bay. But still, I like Russell Shepard a lot, man. A potential Again, we talk about that potential shootout versus New Orleans, even though uh, my guys here say it's going to be a fancy disappointment. I disagree. I disagree. I think I think Russell Shepard, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Russell Shepard, to me, um, is clearly going to be the number two there next to Mike Evans. And as a matter of fact, if you look at the snap percentage, it would indicate something similar. 77% of the snaps uh, there in Week 13, far more than any other wide receiver for Tampa Bay, second only, obviously, to Mike Evans. And I think it was just six less snaps than Mike. So Jameis has had a, a relatively good connection uh, with Russell Shepard as well, because remember in back-to-back weeks when Russell Shepard did catch uh, two touchdowns. So I, I think he's 
again, we're talking about deep sleepers. But oh, yeah. in a potential shootout that I think could happen, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, I, I don't mind Russell Shepard, a guy who ran uh, very well at his pro day. And, oh, by the way, you like this analysis? He also went to LSU. How about that? What does that have to do with anything? I mean, LSU wide receivers, am I right? Am I right? No. That Odell be like- Beckham? I mean, uh, but what about Ruben, Jarvis Land? What about Ruben, back when it was Ruben Randall? Brandon, yeah, Ruben Randall, Brandon LaFell. <laughs> it depends on what era of wide receiver you're talking about. Hey, listen, don't you bring your facts into this, pal? All right, I'm sorry, my All bad. Right. MG, do you got a deep sleeper for me? I do have a deep sleeper. All right, see, uh, Alex Gelhar went with a young tight end. Yes. I'm going with an older tight end. Okay. Lance Kendricks. Yeah. Bro, didn't you do this like a couple of weeks <laughs> right, ago? Right, and didn't it work out a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> okay, this We're is, going back to the well. No, no, this is what's funny. Okay, so this is the second time that you've gotten a Lance Kendricks, but also a third time. That he's been used. Yeah, but period. that he's been used when when Franchise went with Lance Kendricks. And I hope you franchise... popped in his face. Yeah. Because he picked a bad week to use Lance Kendricks. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's I not what franchise... you said when you clapped. <laughs> I hope Franchise rips Look, you when he oh comes for his phone for this. This is great. Harmon? Not quite my narrative. Okay. All right. Doesn't fit into the narrative. Sorry. All right. Why Lance Kedricks, pal? Uh, okay. Well, one, the Falcons defense really has struggled against tight ends this year. And it's not just, look, I know they play in the same division with Greg Olson and Cameron Brait, but they've also been lit up by the Raiders' tight ends. They've I, also I love that Cameron Brait's mentioned in the same breath as Greg Olson yeah. nowadays. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, because that's, that's where we are now. <laughs> BSP, does. I mean, that is really where we are now. Yeah. So, I mean, they have struggled covering that part of the field against you know players good and not so good. And uh, throw in the fact that Jared Goff has lived underneath. I mean, this is a guy with an average depth of target of about eight yards uh, per throw. Um, and that is that is pretty much where Lance Kendricks is living in this offense right now. So you've got Kenny Britt who can get down the field. Brian Quick has actually uh, been fairly productive the last couple of weeks. But you're going to need that safety valve, that outlet for a quarterback who has looked, let's just be honest, like a deer in the headlights a How lot of times. You. How dare you besmirch the good name of a Cal quarterback and Jared Goff? Hey, you know, tr- truth hurts sometimes, uh, James. But So this is a week where I think Lance Kendricks gets peppered with a lot of targets and maybe finds his way into the painted area. I don't hate it. I actually don't hate it. All right, All right you guys know what time it. it is. Oh, it's oh, the best time of the week, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Prepare yourselves for heat. It's franchise's fiery phone-in of the week. My fire take is that Alfred Morris gets revenge on the Redskins. Revenge! Revenge! (laughs) Franchise, do we have you? Franchise! What's up, pal? Welcome to the podcast. Oh, no. Or no franchise. might have lost him. Oh, no. Hold on. He actually is probably mad about my Lance Kendricks. He probably hung up on you. You know what? When we do get him on the line, though, I want to ask him about his Jared Goff take because I don't know if he Wait, he has a Jared Goff take? Oh, yes. He, uh, He wrote, I believe... About 700, 700 words. words on why oh, Jared, Goff? Jared Goff is and a good got... fantasy player. Oh, hey, there hey. he is. So it's the franchise. I want to hijack. Can you guys this. hear me? We yes. can. All right. Look, so I'm watching you guys on Periscope right oh, now. Oh, okay. And, oh, nice. This is weird. And Marcus, I heard your Lance Kendrick take, bro. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? He's clapping. Wow. Anyway, no, look, look, look. I'll yes. take it because it goes through my narrative that Jared Goff has upside as a fantasy quarterback. Uh, this yeah. week, See, so. we're working together now. Okay. All right, all right. All right. Well, all right, can we? Can you explain yeah, the Jared explain. Goff take to the to the people and to me? Because I still don't really get it. Super uh, quick. No, I can't explain it. They'll just have to go read it on NFL.com slash FedEx. There we go. Boom. And he's in the sponsor, too. Oh, yeah. I love that. it. Uh, franchise, it's time for your fiery phony. Give me the lock of the week, pal. My lock of the week. 
I know, Co. You wrote about him in News and Notes, also available at NFL.com. My lock of the week is Doug Martin, and I know that on paper it looks like a bad matchup because New Orleans has actually allowed just 62.5 rush yards per game the last four weeks to running backs. So, looks like a bad matchup. But the teams they've faced are the Broncos, Rams, Lions, and Panthers, none of which actually have intimidating run games. So those numbers are skewed. And in the last four weeks since Martin's been back since his, uh, from his hamstring injury, Tampa Bay is exactly a 50-50 run-to-pass ratio, uh, 130 pass plays, 130 rush plays. So the volume is there. Martin's been getting the volume. According to FantasyData.com, he touches the ball on 49% of the snaps he's played this season. That's sixth highest in the league among running backs. And he hasn't been so efficient in his last four games, but he's faced some tough defenses, Chicago, San Diego, Kansas City, and three or four of which have allowed fewer than 4.0 yards per carry this season. So I think everything's kind of lining up here for Martin. He's going to get the volume. It's a good matchup. And I think he'll get into the end zone this week and maybe get you 15 points. I like it. Bust of the week. Hit me. My bust is Devontae Booker because he's bad at football. <laughs> no, look, you, you guys remember our uh, our metric for the the James Starks Starks metric from Next Gen Stats. That's right, the Stark was, score. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the Stark score. So I I dug up Devontae Booker's over the last four weeks. His uh, distance traveled per rush yard gain the last month is five point three four, which ranks fortieth among forty five qualified backs. And the wow. league average during that span is four point four, so he's well below the league average. Um, the thing with Booker is he's had twenty six red uh, red zone rush attempts, which is decent considering he's only been the primary back for about six games. But among running backs with twenty four to twenty eight red zone rushes this year, he has the fewest fantasy points in the red zone. The second most uh, second least is Todd Gurley with 28.3, and Devontae Booker has 19.7. So that puts it in perspective. Well, that's disgusting. Gross. That is, uh, that's gross. Sleep, sleeper time? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's talk my, about the sleeper, pal. My sleeper is Mike Gillisley of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah, Ooh. Mike Gillisley sleeper. Look, Let's go. Look, look, maybe you've heard of this guy. He's clearly on the radar now after a two-touchdown game last week. In games he's played since week eight, Gillisley has had a safe floor and standard scoring, averaging 12.3 fantasy points per contest. That's interesting. And he's getting the ball in the red zone. He has six total red zone scores. LaShawn McCoy has eight on the season. And the Bills OC came out this week and said, Gillisley's role is as the red zone back, and that's going to remain. He's going to keep being that red zone vulture. So sorry, LaShawn McCoy owners. Gillisley's available. Add him if the LaShawn McCoy owner in your league is sleeping. Still pick Gillisley up. He could have flex value, especially the final two weeks when they play Cleveland and Miami. Hello. All right. Fire, I like it. Fire time. Fire time. Fire time. <laughs> there it is. All right. All right. My fire take oh, it involves a running back, but also a game matchup. I think the Rams are going to beat the Falcons this week at home in Los Angeles. Whoa. And Todd Gurley along with Jared Goff, which you can read about. I wrote about why Jared Goff is going to be a sleeper this week. Todd Gurley is going to have a day against the Falcons. They've allowed – no other team has allowed more fantasy points per game to running backs than the Falcons over the last month. Book it. Boom. Book it. Book it. Book no, it. Hey, what's, your, what's your take on C-Mike in a revenge game this week? 
uh, three touchdowns and 180 yards. <laughs> wow. wow. That's Stay the official woke. projection. All right. Stay oh, woke. Thanks, franchise. Put some pants on. We'll catch you later. Oh, for right, sure he had no pants on on that take. Oh, of course not. There's well, no chance in hell he had pants on. Of course not. On. If he did before, they were definitely off. They, they were, they were coming off. Or they were singed off. Oh, they were singed off. Potentially. He potentially sh- shed his pants. Oh, he sh- <laughs> shed his pants. He shed it. Uh, let's talk about off-the-radar playoff hero. Give me a guy you guys think could be a random playoff stud, a la Rashad Jennings last year, a la Kirk Cousins last year. Rashad Jennings, last four games, averaged 130 scrimmage yards per game. He had two of his three total rushing touchdowns over his last four contests as well. I think it was the RB4 over the last four yep. games, too. I, I think yep. you're right. right. And, and talk about off-the-radar. I mean, that just was out of nowhere, Rashad Jennings carrying folks to fantasy championships. Kirk Cousins, too, was also terrific down the stretch as well. But give me a guy, off-the-radar playoff hero. We'll start with you, Matt Harmon. Ooh, starting with me. Good, yeah, because I am really convinced of this. Convinced? I convinced myself two hours ago. <laughs> Pierre Garçon. Okay. Random playoff hero. Wait, Ooh, here's, Pierre Garçon? Pierre Garçon. Really? Garçon, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not kidding. That wow. for real. Uh, so he averages seven targets a game this yes. year. He has target totals of 10, 7, 4, and 9 the last four weeks. He's it's been, not bad. He's been really productive over the last month, too, uh, with 6 for 81 against the Vikings, 6 for 116 and a touchdown against the Packers. He did stumble to 4 for 43, caught all four of his targets, but that was it against the Cowboys. But we know they limit opposing offensive skill position players because of the pace they play at. Then he had 7 for 78 against the Cardinals. His schedule is really good. Eagles this week, complete trash heap at the cornerback position. They just let up 5 for 95 to Brandon LaFell. They let up 5 for 113 and two touchdowns to Devontae Adams. They got ripped up by Doug Baldwin and then Julio Jones and Taylor Gabriel the, the week before. So over the last month, their cornerback play is completely eroded. He gets the Panthers the week after that. Garzon takes 52% of his targets at the left wide receiver position, 63% of his yards at the left wide receiver position. Okay. The Panthers' only good cornerback is James Bradbury, who lines up on the other side of the field. Got it. At left cornerback. So, And then he gets the Bears after that, and they, of course, are the Bears. So, <laughs> this Bears. is a player in one of the best offenses in the NFL right and now. And they throw it a ton. Yes. So there so, you go. Pierre Garcon. Garcon. I like it. Wiz? Uh, mine, also a smaller wide receiver. Yes. Different team in the NFC. Okay. Going with Ted Ginn. Junior. Oh God. Theophilus Ginn. Theophilus Ginn. That's not, that's not random. He's the Panthers' number one receiver. Well, that's the thing. People don't want to admit it. Kelvin Benjamin, they've even, Ron Rivera even admitted we've probably been asking him to do a little bit too much. Last few weeks, he's been, he's been calming down. Ginn yeah. has had a touchdown in three straight games. but Double-digit touchdowns last year. You go back even farther. So in his last seven games, Ginn has had five catches five times and then three and four the other times. He hasn't had fewer than 40 receiving yards in any of those games. Interesting. And he's caught six touchdowns in that span. Hmm. So this is a guy who you're looking at the matchups too for the for the Panthers. They have to play San Diego this week. Casey Hayward shut down corner would right. probably be on Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin. Benjamin. Sure. That's going to yep. free up some space for Ginn to take, to take shots deep. Washington, Josh Norman, also probably going to be going on Kelvin Benjamin. That's going to leave Ted getting in secondary coverage. Okay. And then he gets Atlanta in the fantasy championship Hello. week. And it's, it uh, it's in Carolina, so they're playing at home. You know, bad secondary. Bad secondary, Ted high scoring always affair. A shot, always a shot, shot for, like, a huge deep play. I think he's a guy you could be rolling him out, and he's got that weak winning upside every week. But That's he's, true. Especially in PPR, he's at a safe floor. So Ted Ginn is my off-the-radar playoff Teddy hero. Ted Ginn. Wow. This is off-the-radar. I wow. like it, man. I didn't know if you guys were going to bring the heat today. I really didn't. 
But oh, you guys bring we're bringing it. it. Okay. Bringing the heat. It's, I like it's it. It's like you don't even know us. <laughs> MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, what's up? Well, you know, Alex just mentioned that San Diego Carolina game and talked yes. about Ted Ginn. I'm okay. going to a guy on the other side of that game in Dontrell Inman, Ooh. who in okay. a douche Leluk like move announced his presence <laughs> with authority a couple of weeks ago against the Houston Texans with 119 yards and a touchdown. Yes, I know, Harmon, you did not get that reference. It's fine. Thank you. Um, but he has pretty much put Travis Benjamin to sleep in yeah. that offense. He is solidly taken over as the number two guy. He and Tyrell Williams, in a lot of ways, are sort of the same guy. They're long, kind of lanky dudes with decent speed, sure. uh, nice hands who can get down the field and make plays. He's had touchdowns in back-to-back games, but you look at his playoff schedule, his fantasy playoff schedule. All right. This week against the Carolina Panthers, whose secondary has been so-so at times or just flat-out bad at some points this year, the Oakland Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. It is a schedule that certainly lends itself to having a lot of productive games. And look, everything has kind of gone wrong wrong in San Diego this year, but that doesn't mean Phillip Rivers isn't going to stand back there and sling the rock about 40 times a game. So I, I can see Dontrell Inman as a guy you found somewhere on the waiver wire who might still be on the waiver wire in your league, depending on, on oh, the situation. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can plug in as a flex spot, uh, especially, you know, I know there are a lot of people who are still worried about what to do about A.J. Green. They're still trying to figure out how to fill that wide receiver slot. Dontrell Inman can very silently uh, help or you Or if you're sweating out Julio Jones. There week. you go. Dontrell Inman. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. All right, let's go do EDG every damn game. Wait, do you not, do you not have an off-the-radar one for us? Or? I yeah. don't. You, you started you're, this you're, I thought you were going to bring the heat. Oh, uh, shoot. <laughs> what? <laughs> we put Cole on the spot what? right there. All right, Cole, what does your heart tell you? Uh, Any player who's got the fastest 40 time. <laughs> who's got that? Here comes a Bryce Treggs. Yeah, Bryce Treggs. Deshaun Jackson sure. checks, checks all the boxes. He's got a fast 40 time. All right, let's go to the game previews. Wow, that, I just dropped the ball there. That's Unbelievable. Right. That, was, that was bad. Right in front of a live audience. That was bad. Wow. <laughs> Sheesh. Holy hell. Okay. I just realized the error of my ways right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Your what segment a, asking us if we're going to bring the heat. What a, Especially what when a, you like when you sent an email earlier this week asking us to make sure we had a guy. Yeah, oh. I thought James had one cooking the whole time. No, I I, I just thought I just thought this would be a good segment for the people. It was a good segment. It was a good segment. <sighs> Until wow. you botched it at the end. <clears throat> wow, I completely dropped the wall. I'm sweating over here. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, he actually really is. I'm shook. Your glitz is real shook. sweat. Uh, it's EDG oh, every damn <laughs> Washington at Philadelphia. MG, my guy, what do you got? Okay, so we're only talking about one guy, right? We're cutting this down. Well, we can. We should one, still hit a couple. A couple can, dudes. One snap. guy. One guy per team. All right. Uh, you, that message was just directed at me, anyways. I know we I'm tweeting in the run. We talked a little bit I'm about this game you. earlier during the news headlines, but I will go. With, I'll reinforce a couple things. One, I still do believe in Ryan Matthews that if he's back and he's playing, he's going to get a requisite amount of carries, and he will get those carries down near the goal line against a Washington run defense that can be had on occasion. The other one. Is Jordan Reed? If he says he's good to go uh, and he's playing, you put him in your lineup. And uh, you mentioned it, James, uh, in your news and notes column that yeah, his shoulder might be bad, but he also came back when he injured that shoulder in the balled. second half and balled out. So uh, you know, hopefully they can get him right and get him uh, enough to play because he's going to see targets. And regardless of what the matchup is, he is a wide receiver in a tight end's body, or at least with a TE next to his name on the roster. Whatever, start him. AFC South matchup, H-Town at Indianapolis. Wiz, what do you got? Well, on the Houston side, I'm scared of Lamar Miller. He's banged up. Their offense has been pretty inefficient. I think you can trust the C.J. Fedora goat and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins got shadowed by Vontae Davis, but I think, Harmon, you noted this in either your previews or something, but Davis hasn't been playing as well. He's battling injuries. You can trust those two. On the flip side, I'm not chasing the Dwayne Allen points. You're more no. than welcome to. Yeah, That's a hard pass for me. 
T.Y. is a great start. Moncrief, he's been a touchdown monster. He's not getting as many targets, but maybe that changes course here. And as long as Andrew Luck's under center, Frank Gore has good chances to score and has a safe floor. I think it's a pretty simple game all around. No reason to get crazy and start anybody outside the top guys. The Natty travels to Cleveland. What you got, Harmon? So this is the Browns' last shot to win a game. Is it? I think so. <laughs> if you look at their schedule, this okay. is a good spot, as good a spot as any. Now, on the Cincinnati side, yeah. I think you know you, the temptation is to throw everybody in there, and I think that that is certainly you know a, a fine course of action. The one caution that I would provide is just right. if the Bengals do whip up on the Browns right away. Are ancillary players like Tyler Boyd and Brandon LaFell really going to be the sleepers that you might hope that they would be? Uh, you know, James and I have a beer bet going on right oh, we now do indeed. about Brandon LaFell and uh, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. One of them has yeah, scored buddy. a touchdown in the time allotted, oh, and uh, the other has not. So right. I think two-week you... sample size. Yeah, and then uh, okay. well, that's the not, sample not size. Quite, not that's, quite his narrative. That's the sample size, though, pal. So <laughs> uh, I, think, I think if you're picking between the two, of course, I think you pick LaFell, but Tyler Eifert's really the one in a good position here. The Browns have allowed nine touchdowns. Their touchdown rate allowed to tight ends is the highest in the NFL this year. So I think he's obviously a monster play there, and Jeremy Hill – Volume upside pretty much dictates you play him. And on the Brown side, I love Terrell Pryor. Really just going to disrex Burkhead like that, huh? Yeah, dude, he's not a thing. Stop. <laughs> anyway. Bro, he will be this week. No, he will not. It doesn't even make – nothing about that makes any sense. So you can at me on Sunday. All right. Uh, I can't wait to at you. At you. <laughs> I cannot wait. So on the Brown side, I really love Terrell Pryor this week. He's been targeted downfield more than most receivers in the NFL. RG3 had the third highest average depth of target in week one when he did play. <laughs> you can't all even say like all the way back. <laughs> yeah. All the way back in week one. So we know he does like to sling it. Uh Pryor's really the only one I'd probably look to in this game on Cleveland's side. I think Corey Coleman is, you know, a fine dart throw as well too, but that's probably about it. All right. We move on. Atlanta. Oh, excuse me. Chi Town at Detroit. Harmon, what do you oh excuse me. Wow, where you're, where are I think you, we're at man. Denver and Tennessee. Yeah, we Denver, actually. Tennessee. Jeez, dude. Uh, the, I just, uh, the, this is this is this is the truth, okay? I'm the, trying to find a daily dap. I was on Facebook. The light, oh my god, the, the oh, lights. You, you, were you were you stalking ex girlfriends no, on Facebook? Wow. <laughs> Truth comes out. Denver James is shook in front of the live studio audience. No, listen, I was on Facebook looking for a daily dap. Not my not quite my narrative. All right. Denver at Tennessee. Trevor Simeon back practicing on target to play. What does it mean, MG? Well, it means you can start your Broncos wide receivers with confidence. Um, basically, just the two of them, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Don't don't start. Was it Jordan Taylor? Is that the guy's name? Bootleg Eric Decker? Yeah, that guy. Hair? Yeah. Bootleg yeah, that guy. Eric yeah, don't, don't. He's wearing 87 and, and he's got the long, long hair, hair sticking out. Like if you, <laughs> It all checks out. If you barely watch football, you might be like, oh, look, it's still Eric Decker. Hey, Eric Decker's still there. Like, Bootleg if Eric Right, like if you had been in a coma for several years, then and, you're like, oh, hey, look, Eric Decker's still and there. And dude's got uh, like a handful of career <laughs> catches and half of them are like touchdowns. Right. So. Oh, okay. but, uh, but do not start him. Just start okay. Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas. Right, I think you're going to be fine there. On the other side... I'm I'm really nervous about DeMarco Murray in this in this situation. I mean, I think it's a situation where you have to start him because he's been so good all year long and the and the uh Titans are really committed to running the football, but uh I am a little bit nervous. I know the Broncos can kind of be had on the ground. I just have a really really bad feeling about this game. Ooh. Um but I still believe in Delaney Walker because Delaney Walker forever. Dude, wow, Delaney Walker love, forever. Love forever. Delaney's spot this week. Okay, Arizona at Miami. WizKid, what you got? Uh, this I got like all the simple games to start this slate because on the Arizona side of the ball, we're, we're still just trusting David Johnson no matter what, as Marcus always says. Yes. And then Larry Fitzgerald. The Miami, Miami secondary got had last week by um, 
Baltimore. So maybe if you're feeling frisky, you could start Carson Palmer, but I'm still not at a place where I can trust Michael Floyd or J.J. Nelson or anybody nope. else in that offense. Uh, Miami-wise, I think Jarvis Landry's in a good spot because uh, Devontae Parker's still a little banged up, and Tyron Matthews going to be out. They The Cardinals were already struggling to cover slot receivers, and uh, uh, Landry plays primarily in the slot. He's good there. Ajayi, I mean, it's tough, but who, who are you going to sit him for? Like, he doesn't have a great matchup, but you just kind of got to roll with the volume and, and hope he finds his way into the end zone. I want to go on the record Please. and say I love Jay Ajayi this week. You love him? I think he wow. clears Against 20. Arizona? I think he clears 20 touches. They're at home. I don't think the Cardinals are that good. I love I love Ajayi this week. I don't know about All right. I'm, on the, I'm on the record. There we go. Wow. Chicago at D-Town. Harmon, what do you got? So, Chicago side, I <laughs> – it's it's tempting to want to chase some of these pass catchers, you know, like Deontay Thompson. Oh boy, I, I guess isn't, oh, that, yeah. isn't that the, the, it was. the fellow's that, name? That <laughs> Josh Josh Bellamy. <sighs> it's tempting to take because the volume is going to be there, but somebody's going to get targets, right? And we know that the Detroit pass defense is bad efficiency metrics, and their run defense is bad efficiency metrics too. But at the same time, they just like they did to the Saints last week. We talked about this on Monday's podcast. I think they limit time of possession for the opposing offense, especially indoors in the dome. I mean, who so, are these guys in Detroit? I, they're taking the air out of the body. Just I know what it's, it, you'd th- like. They really wanted to come out and play fast to start the year, right. but then they realized, which is this is good coaching. They realized, oh, our defense is bad. We should slow down just like Dallas did a couple of years ago. And they're doing it differently. Like they don't have a foundation running game. Right. They just have that short passing game that they just take the time off the clock that Hold way. That's all well and good, but I'm sad that Jim Bob Cooter has taken our Matthew Stafford away from us. I know. Yeah. The Matthew Stafford who's just like, screw it, I'm going deep. Yeah, but he's – but, I mean – Yes, I know. They're yeah, winning. They're winning. He's playing good yeah, football. Playing I just, good I'm football. talking about my own personal enjoyment. Well, you are so selfish. <laughs> you are correct. I'll but, be sure to start Matthew Stafford in my point-per-win game. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, people. They don't listen to these clowns. Uh, Anyways. I like how Harmon's the only one that keeps gesturing at the camera. He's the only one that cares. I'm focused <laughs> on the audience. <laughs> I am, just, I'm a man of the people. Everybody else is just into the show, and Harmon's always like, hey, guys. I'm a man. Hey, of, oh, I'm, that joke went over my head. Whew. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man of the people. If they're watching, we should be acknowledging them anyways there's seven <laughs> people watching right now who care literally anyway, whatever anyways okay. my my what were we talking about again oh the bears yes the bears start jordan <laughs> you could probably start jordan howard and that's about it for the bears as for the lions all right you know theoretic missed some practice time this week but he did get back to practice today yeah and I, you know it would have been a nice situation for golden tate if he was going to miss because we saw earlier in the season when theoretic sat out that golden tate just that was when he had his couple of berserk weeks but we know that this offense when everybody's in there is really hard to figure out the distance distribution I would probably want to side in on playing guys though in this offense especially Tate especially Theoretic um, and Matthew Stafford Big Ben and the Pittsburgh offense they go on the road they take on Buffalo MG what do you got uh our Lawler Darius Green fantasy dreams came true last week and I'm doubling down it's oh, wow it's, it's gonna come again this week I know the matchup on paper isn't particularly good but I was sort of encouraged by hearing Roethlisberger talk him up during the week, you know, okay. saying that he's a big, he's going to be a big weapon for us going forward. Uh, certainly, his athleticism we knew about from the moment he signed in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's kind of what got us excited about it this year, and it took forever, obviously, because of injury and the like, uh, for it to actually happen. But I think this is a week where they get him going. He's the number three target. I mean, there's Antonio Brown, there's Lev Bell. And then it's Ladarius Green because Marcus Wheaton hasn't worked out. Eli Rogers hasn't worked out. Sammy Coates hasn't worked out. It is Ladarius Green there. Um, 
On the flip side, I am I have renewed confidence in Tyrod Taylor this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about Sammy Watkins obviously getting Bobby Woods and Robert Woods coming back. I mean, let's think about this. For a while, Tyrod has had to try to carry a large part of this offense on his back without yeah. his top receivers there. I mean, he either ha- was without Watkins or Woods or both for a couple of weeks. Now he's getting those guys back. Obviously, you've got LaShawn McCoy in the backfield, so. The the gang is back together there in Buffalo, so I have a renewed level of confidence in Tyrod this the week. The running game also getting a heck of a lot healthier as well. Yep. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I kind of I'll ask you about this though. Do you trust Big Ben on the road? I know I've been getting a lot of Twitter questions about Big Ben on the road. Yeah, I mean I understand. I I, I understand why that's happening, but not worried. Not worried. Not worried. Not worried. Not worried. Not right. worried. I'll I'll will, go on record and say I'm extremely worried. I will say, Marcus, on about the, the the on on paper matchup, the Bills actually allow one of the highest yards per target uh, totals to the tight end position, there and Ladarius Green is used frequently. The highest. The highest. That's nine point right. nine. All right, well, there you go. Uh, he so is used as a reason. downfield threat for them. I think he's had four catches of over thirty yards. Even uh, more reason to love him than this week. San Diego. At Carolina, Wiz, what do you got? Uh, This is a game where it would be a scary matchup for the running back because Carolina has been shutting down opposing rushers, uh, throwing out that Thomas Rawls game, but Melvin Gordon gets enough volume where I'm not worried about him. Narrative street alert. Narrative street. Antonio Gates is running out of time to get uh, the all-time touchdown record for tight ends. True. Four-speed that? He needs three more. He hasn't been uh, used a ton recently, but, you know, I think uh, he and Rivers are hashtag pals, and they might try and get him that record. We kind of already talked about the cornerback matchups. I like Tyrell Williams and Dontrell Inman this week. Uh, the, the San Diego passing offense has been has been solid. On the flip side, I also mentioned my love for Ted Ginn. I'd be a little concerned about Kelvin Benjamin. And I would say, like, you would want to be concerned about Greg Olson, but who? what other tight end would you possibly right, grab yeah. to start over? Right. You, you kind of just got to ride it out and go down with the ship and hope uh, hope he gets back on track. Minnesota at Jacksonville, nope. Yeah, no. Nope. Nope. Uh, no. Nope. I, we're not going to give you any fantasy analysis for this one. No. Keep it moving. Uh, we're going to keep it moving. New York Jets at San Francisco. Matt Harmon, what do you got? This is an interesting game. From one perspective. What's that one perspective? And I want to get the room's opinion. Okay, please. Do you go back to Colin Kaepernick? I w- <laughs> no, I would give him a shot. I look, no. I, so here's the thing. I mean, no, no reasons, just answers. Yes. 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 No. I'm going to go with a hard yes. Oh, my and God. We know the risk is there, obviously, no. with the floor. Like, But here's the thing. It's the you fantasy know, playoffs. I mean, but you, this is again another situation, much like the Taylor Gabriel thing. Like you could legitimately leave a thirty-point fantasy day on your bench. I mean, the <sighs> Jets looked like they were packing it in on oh, Monday night. They are for sure, and they have had a bad pass defense all year. They had already. a heap helping of now don't they, care on Monday. They got to go cross country. Go, yep, cross country to play Kaepernick, who was hot before this game. You know, he obviously only had what like five passing yards something yeah. more actually he killed you know he absolutely killed you uh but at the same time i think the matchup is right and chip kelly said after the game the reason that he pulled colin kaepernick was because he couldn't grip the football in the snow and colin kaepernick does have the little hands so i mean okay. potentially Ooh, that hand, is the hand size twitter oh, so yeah, hand size twitter this is for you i mean <laughs> so i think there are enough reasons to get back in with colin kaepernick and you know the only concern really for me is like are the 49ers you know, are they packing it in? Of course I, they I, are, but it doesn't matter. But it doesn't I mean, matter because yeah. because Colin Kaepernick, I think, is still going to post a very good fantasy day, and he could absolutely explode like he was doing for weeks before the game. See, the no, normally uh, I, I, I'm much less confident starting Colin Kaepernick in my points per win league, but in my actual <laughs> fantasy leagues where you he gets as many points for rushing yards as running backs do, and right. he's averaging over 60 a game. 
Love starting. Sort of wild because hand size I mean, Twitter but, doesn't come out of hibernation yeah, I mean, until February for the combine. True, but I'm giving him a little extra juice. It's like you guys are ignoring the fact that he got benched. Yeah, but did he, but again, I think you know Kelly at least offered a reason for that. And yeah, there's a there's a low scary floor, but uh, at the same time, man. there's a like you're in the fantasy playoffs. You're right. Are you trying to come in first or are you trying to come in fourth? You know, are are you punting from the your opponent's forty five or are you going for it? <laughs> I'm going for it. Yeah, you can Jeff <laughs> Fisher oh ball gosh. in the fantasy playoffs all you want, but oh I think that Kaepernick gosh. has thirty point upside this week. I like that I'm being painted into the corner as this just total conservative. Well, you are the yeah. oldest, daddest <laughs> one of us, <laughs> and Marcus is older than James. Oh, I yo yo, dude. that doesn't fit into not, the narrative. Not cool, bro. Not, not quite not my narrative. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't fit into the narrative. Actually, franchise is the oldest. That's true. He's like <laughs> he's like fifty five years old, and on the Jets side, okay. I mean, I think you play Matt Forte, of course. Yeah, 49ers, course, de- 49ers right. defense uh, has been super generous. And same thing, Bilal Powell, I think, even though he only How about had- Brandon Marshall? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't think so. I think I think you, you can't, like, if I'm recommending... No Nick Mangold, too? Forget if, it. <laughs> if I'm recommending Robbie Anderson as a deep sleeper, then I think Brandon, <laughs> La- or, uh, Brandon LaFell, basically he's been Brandon LaFell this year. <gasps> Brandon Marshall <laughs> not is, wrong. is a playable asset as well. Okay, there you go. Atlanta at LA. MG, what do you got? Uh, well, we talked about uh, you know Julio Jones yeah. and the drama that will likely unfold on Sunday morning. I can just I can already see my mentions just getting slammed with Julio Jones questions on Sunday morning. Um, but again, if he's playing, you just you got to kind of swallow your pride yeah. and, and, and bite start that bullet, start him up. So you got to do that. Uh, I do like Devontae Freeman in a big way in this game because the Ram run defense has not been very good uh, okay. in the last few weeks. So I think he's going to be fine. The weird thing about Devon, not weird about Devontae Freeman. But um, Tevin Coleman hasn't yes. really impacted him. Tevin Coleman, I think, has been hurt more by Taylor Gabriel. Those two guys have kind of canceled each other out in a lot of ways because they do point. so many of the same things. That's actually um, it hasn't impacted Devontae Freeman at all. Uh, on the flip side, you know, I, I mentioned Lance Kendricks as my deep sleeper. I mean, there are a lot of really deep YOLO plays. I think on the Rams side, whether it's Lance Kendricks, it's Jared Goff, and as uh, Adam Rank mentioned in like dislike today. This is it for Todd Gurley, man. Like for at least for 2016. Like if it doesn't happen this week, then you know. Didn't we say that in like week? I know. I feel like we've six. said we've actually said that every week, probably like the last six or eight weeks. But uh, no, for real, for real this for, time. For real, this is like for real it. For real, for Todd Gurley. Like this is this is the week where if he doesn't get you eight points, then I don't know. I, I can't even tell you what. All right, there you go. Uh, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Wiz, what do you got? Uh, I feel like we've hit this game a lot already, yeah, we so have, I'm trying we have. to think if there's anything else noteworthy that I that we really haven't touched on. But, no, if you guys All want right. more recaps on this, just rewind in the podcast. Boom. There you go. Seattle at Green Bay. Harmon, I'll, how about this? You guys can combo this one. Seattle at Green Bay. Harmon, we'll start with you. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to get a tough. It's hard to get a read on this game, you know, because because the weather is is supposed to be a factor. You know, okay. weather weather tilt has been outrageous this year. Oh, it's oh, great! It's, uh, so it's wonderful. Hilarious. But again, it seems the consensus is that wind, bad, everything else, fine. Sure. Uh, for for opposer for offenses at least, uh, that seems to be the consensus from weather Twitter. Uh, but I think <laughs> I think that this is an interesting game because you know the Seahawks are rolling right now. We know that. Uh, I I think that Green Bay side. Is interesting because with Earl Thomas out, yeah, 
there could be a big weakness in the middle of the field, especially 100%. the deep middle of the field. But uh, Rodgers and the boys have not been great throwing into the deep middle of the field. He has just a 66.4 passer rating uh, on deep throws. Oh, so, you know, okay. they have been more of a dink and dunk offense. But I still think that could bring into focus a player like Randall Cobb, who's going to run a lot of routes from the slot, who's typically a guy that goes over to the middle of the field. I think this could be kind of a sneaky bounce back game for him. Not that he's been bad, but it could be a a good explosive spot for him. Same thing with Jordy Nelson, who has actually played some pretty good amount of slot routes this year mm. too. Okay. With Devonte Adams emerging on the outside, you know he's only seen twenty three percent of his snaps in the slot, but he's had twenty nine percent of his routes from the interior. He averages fifteen yards a catch inside as opposed to eleven outside. So if somebody's going to make a big middle of the field play, I think it's going to be Jordy Nelson, who has been super consistent this season, anyway. So who does who does Richard Sherman lock up? I think it would probably. Who does be, it impact the most? I think it would probably be Adams most of any of these guys. But at the same time, I think he might just not shadow anybody, and everybody will see little yeah. bits and pieces. Also, he's been he's been beat at times this year. Like, I think we we do, we do tend to like obsess with these cornerback matchups, and sometimes it's a little bit of a an overrated thing. So I kind of like all my Packers this week. Um, Does Adams move around though? Yeah, he he's fl- typically he he's typically at left wide receiver, but he'll play on the right a little okay. bit too. So I think, like I said, I think all these guys move around enough that that they'll 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 see plenty of Sherman, like those two outside guys at least. And then on Seattle side, you know, I think Tyler Lockett's kind of in that Taylor Gabriel mold right now that like he could bust a big play or he could do absolutely nothing. But that's again same with Tyree Kill last night, same sort of thing. You really want to leave that on your bench in the most important weeks in fantasy. I don't know. And Doug Baldwin also is in a really good spot. I like all my Seattle passing game guys. Yeah. Rawls is a little interesting. You know, not that their run defense is fierce, but they do allow one of the five fewest plays per game on, on Green Bay's defense, that is. They've kind of done the same thing with the Lions where they've slowed their pace down. So something to worry about a little bit with the Seattle running. Oh, it's impossible to sit Rawls at this point. Uh, I it will is, say but. it's it's 90% chance of snow on uh, on Sunday, which could be interesting. Rodgers is fine in the snow. We saw that this yep. past week. We'd be more curious about Russell Wilson. I know he played, you know, a year at Wisconsin. I don't yep. think he had a ton of snow games, and he'll, he handles precipitation fine in, you know, the Pacific Northwest, right. but, like, it's a different beast down there. Oh, for sure. All right. Any other takes there? I, I'd love to know what uh, you think about Jared Cook. I would. I was actually going to say, like, it'd be interesting to see if Jared Cook gets going again this game without Earl Thomas because that the one his one explosive game against uh, Washington, they did use him up and down and through the seams a little bit on those routes. So yep. who knows? I don't know if I'm trusting my fantasy playoff future on Jared Cook, though. All right. Let's go. Sunday night, Dallas at New York. MG, what do you got? Uh, Zeke, good. <laughs> Strong start to the analysis. You like that? Um, Zeke, good. Uh, I, I kind of low-key like Jason Witten this week. Um, oh, like to see him maybe dad running through the secondary a little bit. I still think he <laughs> oh. runs. He runs like a guy who just got out of the shower and realized he left the pot on the stove. And he's like, oh, crap, I got to get to the stove and turn it off. Um, real quick on Jason Witten while you yeah. mentioned him. I wrote about this in our matchup piece. It's kind of a, a perfect storm of narratives for Jason Witten. What's that? One, he okay. historically plays well against the Giants. Two, the Giants are bad against tight ends. Okay. Three, Witten didn't have a target last week, so he's hashtag do. Yep. Hashtag all of it, okay. all of it coming all together. That. So that's right. that. That's the. I, uh, I I would stay away from Dak Prescott this week. I don't know that he has a huge week. I mean, it, it, really, I think he'll be good enough to maybe get them a win, but I don't think it's going to be good enough to give you like a lot of fantasy points. I mean, other than last week, he's been terrific. Yeah, it no, he has been. he's been matchup proof. And I don't, I you know, I, I'm not saying that this makes him bad or anything. I just don't okay. think he gives you a good fantasy week this week. All right, uh, solid I, floor. I, I do like Eli Manning as a streaming quarterback option. I think uh, I think Elisha figures it out. Uh, the guys had two or more. 
four touchdown passes in, I think, five straight games uh, recently. So he's kind of figured that out. The other part of it is I don't know that he gives you those minus twos on interceptions because the Cowboys haven't had a pick since week six. Mm. It has been a while <laughs> since uh, one of their defenders has caught a football. And, man, Eli, for whatever reason, likes playing in primetime, and he likes playing the Cowboys, man. He does. I don't know what it is. Um, the one thing I will say, I went back and watched that Giants-Steelers game last week, and I really feel like no matter how many times the Giants throw the ball to Odell Beckham, that yes. they should have thrown it to him more. They threw it to him, what, 15, 16 times? Right, but it still feels like it wasn't enough. It really doesn't, it just, it doesn't matter. It just yeah. feels like it wasn't enough. You honestly watch those games, and sometimes it goes to other players, and you just like, why? Why did you do it that? Feels like, why? <laughs> I mean, is that true? Because, I mean, we got Matt Harmon's boy, Sterling Shepard. Okay, Shepard is probably the only one. I mean, though. Victor he's, Cruz didn't even record a target, did he? Yeah, yeah. he's, he's losing snaps to Roger Lewis, too. That's Audrey. Honestly, it's yeah. – I, I think I, it's over for I, I appreciate I think, I think when comeback. he throws to Will Ty, then you're like, come on, bro. Yeah, or, yeah, any of those tight ends. Are the, right. But uh, Dallas does allow a league-high 127 catches to slot receivers this year. Well, that's yeah. true. I mean, the thing about the Cowboys. So what does that mean? Sterling Shepard? Sterling Shepard. The thing about the Cowboys is the way they play, they are very much a bend but don't break. So they will allow you to yeah. catch the football, yeah. uh, and then they will hope to try to tackle you before you get a lot of yards after the catch. But I think what strategy. What, well, uh, against OBJ, it's not a good strategy because he tends to run after the catch to the end zone. That's true. So, uh, you know. I need that so bad in my bold life. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for me. I need Odell to catch 10 passes so bad in my life. Also, don't start, a Giants, don't start a Giants running back. Just That's just on principle. Friends don't let friends start Giants running back. Seriously. Rashad Jennings is going to be like, yo, bro, I'm right here. I've been here the whole time, bro. Playoff I'm, time. I'm right here. He's the only player that gets up for the fantasy yeah, playoff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore at New England. Monday night football. Wiz kid from Wisconsin, what do you got? I'm very excited to watch this game from a real football perspective. I'm a little concerned from some fantasy players, at least for a handful. LeGarrette Blunt, I'd be scared. He's, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm real scared. I'm scared. I can't even say words right now. Uh, <laughs> the Ravens allow the fewest yards per game, 65.8 on the ground, and have only conceded three rushing touchdowns on the Interesting. year. Interesting. Okay. They get a lot of good penetration up front from their guys there. And this isn't a game where I would expect the Patriots to run away with it and LeGarrette Blunt to get all those heavy carries. I think uh, Deion Lewis and James White might have some low-end flex value. Combined over the last couple of weeks, they have about 24% of Tom Brady's targets. But, I mean, they're getting 10 and 11, respectively. So it's it's dicey, you know, starting those guys. Edelman's in a good spot. Uh, the Ravens just got burned by Julian Edelman. Or by Julian Edelman. Edelman is a great spot because they got burned by Jarvis Landry mm. uh, last week. He had, I think, eight catches on 11 targets. Malcolm Mitchell I'm concerned about. Ravens, running backs, not in love with it. Maybe Dixon with a little PPR, and I'd roll the dice with Steve Smith and Mike Wallace. Shocking. You're, you're, you're playing week 14 biggest bust Tom Brady per fantasy hipster. Oh, the first hand. Is he going to be a bust? Yeah, dude. Why? Wait, yeah, wait, yeah let, let the hipsters speak. And for those of you who haven't read it, check out the article slash fantasy hipsters. Or watch the, watch the network segment, which is the top of the article. There you go. Do it all. So do it all. Yeah, no. I don't. I think I could totally see Tom Brady disappointing this week. Why I, is that? The Ravens' defense is great. They've allowed a score against them on only twenty-four point eight percent of the drives. That's the fewest in the NFL. You know, Gronk 
with being out is a big deal. We yeah. know that Brady averages 2.2 touchdowns per game when Gronk is in there, composed of just 1.7 touchdowns per game Okay, uh, when Gronk is out. I just think I think he has a solid real-life game, but I, I don't think this is an explosive fantasy contest. I yeah. think it's a low-scoring one. I agree. You know, I don't think that Brady puts up big numbers. I don't think the Ravens' offense puts up big numbers. So, I mean, I just think that if you are – and the Ravens also have had his number. Going back to 2010, including playoff games, he averages – 287 passing yards, a 79 passer rating, and has thrown seven touchdowns to seven interceptions in six games. That's interesting. I will say with the LeGarrette Blunt thing, I think everything you said, Alex, is spot on, but he's one of those guys that I think I would just suck it up and I would start him regardless yeah. of the fear. You kind of have to. Because no, no running back really has better touchdown potential than LeGarrette right. Blunt. Like, it would be... It would be really tough for me to to sit blunt. I'm with you there, man. I, I like I like all those those statistics that you threw out, but man, Tom Brady at home. Yeah, I just I I'm not saying like you know I've tough. obviously after we That's wrote tough. the article we we talked about it on the network like yeah. people asking questions like well should I sit you know this player for Brady like don't go crazy and and put anybody in there just to get him out but like. Just don't be shocked if he's not a top ten quarterback. This week. All right, there you Mike, go. Let me ask you guys this: Colin yes. Kaepernick or Tom Brady? No, see, I'm, yeah, 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 that's Tom Brady like, all the gonna, way. Let's not get crazy here. I'm no, gonna, <laughs> Tom Brady. Well, I'm curious: Tom Brady or Colin Kaepernick? I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Brady over Kaepernick. Yeah, I just in this situation, I don't know that I could go. Just you because chickens. No, just because, <laughs> look at all, all these, these chickens. chickens. <laughs> if 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 Kaepernick didn't get benched last week, I would probably do it. But I mean, he, I mean, yeah, he got the hook. That's I also look. I also, and maybe this is me being scared and conservative. I feel like in these situations, I'm always the guy who's like, I want to get beat with my best pitch, and I, I, I don't want to try to be fancy and tricky and do that and like then like kick myself. If I go out and I put Tom Brady in there and I don't win, then I just shrug my shoulders and move on with it. If I try to do something tricky and I lose, then I'm just going to sit and think about it all offseason. Yeah, you hate yourself. You know, you hate yourself when you see Tom Brady with three touchdowns on your bench. You're like, why did I do that? Right. All right, let's close out the show as we always do with a round of Daily Daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the Daily Daps and Hook. Give me daps because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps and <laughs> All right, Daily Dap time. We'll start with the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin. What do you got, pal? Uh, I'm gonna daily dap Moana, Disney's new movie about. Wow, the, really? Yeah, I went to see it on Tuesday. It was. Did you guys have a bro date? Weir- weirdo. No, it was not the two of us. It was oh. with a, a friend and his oh. fiance. But don't don't say it all like it was the two of us. He invited me and I said no. <laughs> yeah, because he's got. I've got like better things to do. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not acknowledging. Um, I think Disney's, <laughs> Disney's had a couple couple good couple good ones come out recently. Going back to like Princess and the Frog and this one. And if you're looking for some like fun family fair stuff, we went on Cheap Night and it was like the best movie that we hadn't already all seen. Okay. So. It was it was fun. Some good songs. They had a little little David Bowie uh, kind of homage with uh, Jermaine from Flight of the Concords voicing one of the characters. So oh, cool. It was fun. Dwayne the Rock Johnson's hilarious, and uh, it was just a little different different story. It was well done. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, Daily Dap, hit me. Uh, Daily Dap to MF Doom, first of all, uh, who uh, actually just put out a big mixtape on SoundCloud, but mostly Dap to him because uh, it's like an hour-long SoundCloud mixtape, but like about three minutes in, yes, he pulls the Marshawn Lynch over and over and over and over and over and over. He pulls that clip and he drops it into the song, which uh, was pretty freaking amazing. So, uh, Daily Daps to that. Also, uh, Daily Daps to uh, East of West, the comic, the latest volume. I'm behind. Uh, just hit. I haven't finished it. I'm, I'm about three quarters of the way through. It's been fantastic 
so far, but if you've been following that series, uh, it is absolutely amazing. It is a you know dystopic future hellscape uh, where all these different nations are trying to battle for supremacy, and one of them uh, happens to have on their side uh, some sort of weird apocalyptic uh, demon god thing. Um, nerd. <laughs> yes. Yes, um, I talk about fake football for a living. Yes, I am a nerd. So, uh, yeah, Daily Daps, though, go. If, if you've been following that series, go pick up the latest volume. If you haven't been following that series, you should go start at volume one and catch up. What is it called? East, East of, of West. West. East of West. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm down. I'm yep. going to piggyback off of your Marshawn comment. Um, did you guys see the Marshawn narrating the Planet Earth Iguana video? Yeah, they synced up his, uh, All his right. description of the Beastquake run, right? Exactly. It was tremendous. Anytime you can get, first of all, uh, daps to you guys for for putting me on that Planet Earth Iguana video. Oh, so awesome. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's amazing. I love Planet Earth. It is amazing. But then someone uh, matched up the Marshawn describing himself on the Beastquake run, uh, his voice over that Planet Iguana or Planet Earth Iguana video. Synced up pretty well. It's pretty tremendous. It's pretty tremendous. I will also daily dap. Uh, because I'm a dad and now I have extra emotions now. Uh, MetLife uh, put out an ad. It's a. It's actually a Chinese ad, I think. Ooh. It's somewhere in Asia. Anyways, um, basically, if you Google MetLife Chinese ad dad lying, I don't know. Anyways, the bottom line is <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a girl who's toddlerish age, so around the age of my daughter, uh, writing a a an appreciation letter. Uh, to her dad, and it gave me all the feels. Aww. It gave me all the And I'm like, man, what the hell happened to me here? That, oh. I'm, <laughs> that wow. I'm watching ads. This is a commercial. You're washed, bro. For an insurance company. So washed. And I am near tears. They hit you in the watching feels. Watching an ad. All the feels. All the feels. I don't know what the hell happened to me. My cold, dark heart. It's gotten warmed up somehow. Baby Co has lit the fire, man. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Before we go to Harmon, I remembered one more thing I wanted to add in on mine. I forgot. Harmon sent me this article about – it was a real piece. What was it? The Daily Mail or something or The Guardian? Oh, Oh, is that that the Daily Piece? The Daily Piece that you sent sent me, right? Yeah, about how hipster dads in New York and somewhat across the country want to be called Papa now instead of Dad. Because apparently that subverts gender stereotypes in patriarchal society. The article is in. It's, it's, I it's laughed out loud like a hundred <laughs> times reading it because these this, these are real people, and this article and I'm like this this is Papa Papa. Yeah. So the the context of that is uh, I don't mind, but I mean I I don't understand how that does anything. I don't yeah, know how that changes it's, anything. It's it's a uh, more. I don't, well, you got to read it. Okay. Yeah, read I tweeted it, yeah, yeah, it on yeah, yeah. Thursday night, so just scroll back through my timeline. I I, I'll send. I'll send you the link. On, okay. On, it on is Slack. It's incredible. Funny. But it, the like, whole reason that we found it was. Um, Charlie Uke, the producer, yes. one of the big big bad producer here, right? Uh, shadowy he, league yeah. figure. He's definitely a shadowy league figure. Yes, he's yes. he's a very very shadowy, very very league figure. Great yes. guy though. Uh, but yeah, he's great. <laughs> but he, uh, that's not a negative thing. But anyway, so he uh, he sent us to he's so his feedback for our our network thing, the fantasy hipsters. He said he sent the, he sent it to franchise and I said you guys need to call Damashek Papa on on the next hit. <laughs> Instead of dad, because we call him dad every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that part about it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm surprised none of us did it. The Daily Dabs, the Cold War kids, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great so, show. Uh, great show us, on Wednesday. It's a great show on Wednesday night at the El Rey. It was fantastic. You guys hung out, huh? Uh, yeah. Yep. I wasn't there. Weird. You are always more than welcome it's, to join, That's James. pretty much every Wednesday. You you're too you're too busy crying at commercial. <laughs> 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 Come see a concert. We didn't, want, we didn't want you there <laughs> starting true. to tear up. 
music is so great. Oh, man. I don't know what the hell happened to me. Matt Harmon, give me a daily dap. Yeah, so oh, my man. daily dap it's, uh, is going to go out to my old friend Tiffany back from Virginia, who is the person that gave me Charlie because it's oh, Charlie's yeah? third birthday. Oh, I, didn't birthday realize, Chuck. I didn't realize that Charles was also from West Virginia, dude. Yes. God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. Well, that is, you know, we. If, did if, he, did, did, was he like climbing out of the mountains, out of those coal mines? You're ruining then, this for me. <laughs> uh, no, but he. he <laughs> Those coal mines in West Virginia. I don't he, even know. What was to say. he one of those guys? You're ruining. He is a bootlegger. You're ruining oh. the moment. But anyways, yeah. So it's it's, Ch- it's Charlie's third birthday this week. Um, okay. Got to go right. out and get him some big gifts. So I want to give a daily dap to the person, my old coworker, who yes. uh, that was Tiffany was the one who gave me Charlie um, after he was birthed in Virginia by a dog accident at a party. Oh, so, that is so Charlie was a mistake. He was a mistake. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man. Okay. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was you know one hell of a good mistake for me because it's been a great three years with that uh, with that beautiful dog. Oh. By the way, somebody wants go. us. Somebody wants us to fight. Uh, like fight. What do you mean fight? Why would yeah, we fight? Periscope. Yeah. A periscope. I don't know. Why would we fight? That makes no sense. Periscope. I guess that makes the no podcast sense. got boring. Uh, they want it to be a cage match. He <laughs> said he needs chaos, and I I, I respect that. No, I don't oh. respect that. Uh, daily depth to Periscope. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. The hey. NFL Fantasy Live podcast for all you guys. Uh, well, actually, live. Oh, that one. Yeah, Which one? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, hey, we're it's not we're like I'm on TV there. or anything. I have yeah, no idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, again, obviously, we dressed up for the occasion. So, as yeah. you can tell, that's the show, though. Uh, for the Whiskit from Wisconsin, for MG, my guy Marcus Grant, West Virginia's finest, Matt Harmon, and of course, Matt Franchise Franciscovich on the phone. I'm James Coe. We're out. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.